I think while, while members are still joining, uh, perhaps uh, we can just go through the formalities. Um, let me uh, welcome all members uh, to this meeting, uh, both from the NCOP and the National Assembly, mm. the PC and the Select Committee. Um, the chairperson, my co-chair, Honorable Tina Jumat-Patterson, as well is with us. Um, mm. Also, a word of welcome to the to the minister. I think mm. the minister is present. Um, I, I'm not sure, minister, from your side. Mm. Uh, mm. Uh, if we I'm can, here. I'm uh, thank you, Minister. I'm not sure if the, your deputy is present, but from your officials, if we can get an indication who's present. The National Commission, the team are present. All present. Okay, thank, thank you, uh, Commissioner and Minister. Um, and the acting executive director of IPED, I would imagine, is also present. The will join at 11. The iPad head, the acting head of iPad will join at 11. Thank you, Deputy Minister. Our members, uh, welcome once again. I think without uh, a waste of time, we should begin with this meeting. Um, this is a continuation of uh, the previous meeting we had uh, concerning uh, Yes. Can you please mute your mic? And welcome. Uh, yeah. Sorry for the interruption, all members. But uh, this is a continuous, uh, a continuation of our previous engagement with the department uh, in terms of the police management of the national uh, state disaster lockdown. Um, Honourable members, in terms of our agenda, we have a full day with the department. Um, we'll begin with the continuation process where we'll get uh, responses from the minister uh, in terms of questions that were asked prior to the meeting. There were further questions asked in the meeting, but we'll also allow members from the NCOP to pose further questions if they have any. Uh, following that, uh, honourable members will then deal with the briefing by IPED. Um, as per our previous engagement. Um, but members are also aware that uh, we we will also be engaging the department in terms of the budget and the APP, um, which is expected to be later this afternoon. But I would propose on members, if we're able to save on time, we should try as much as we can. Um, and if it's even possible for the minister to even begin with his briefing in this morning session so that in the afternoon session, we'd have more time for members to engage the presentation. But we will we will see how we're able to manage this morning session. Um, but given the fact that we had already begin, begun previously, honorable members, I think we would be able to save some time. Um, before, uh, honorable minister, uh, we, we, we did receive uh, three documents from yourself um, in terms of responses to questions that were posed. Uh, and those documents have been distributed to honorable members. Um, 
But before, uh, Honourable Minister, before I hand over to yourself in terms of going through the responses, I would want an indication from members of the NCOP uh, if they wish to if they wish to to ask any questions uh, as per the previous meeting, uh, please give an indication in the chat function if you do. I did receive an indication from one or two members indicated that they would not want to do a follow up, uh, to do a question. So, honourable members from the NCOP, is there anyone who would like to uh, to ask a question to the minister? Uh, you, you may, um, you pl please, uh, if you can indicate in the chat facility, I have uh, an indication only from uh, Honorable Mikalakis. Uh, I understand some members don't have the chat facility available on their devices. Uh, if you wish to ask a question, you may also raise. Okay, I have Honorable uh, Goia, Honorable Mikalakis, Honorable Mola. I take it we have those three honorable members. Okay, Honorable uh, Goia, if I can, if you could start, please, followed by Honorable Mikalakis, and then Honorable Mola. Honorable Goia. No, no. Good morning. Good morning to everyone. Chair, I, I was just making a proposal, Chair, that maybe if the minister responds, there will be follow-up questions. Uh, because we are facing a risk now of repeating some of the questions that were asked, given that there's a time lapse between the time the questions were asked and now. Unless if there are people who are saying they've recorded their questions, they can ask, like, for example, what the Honorable Michalakis is saying. We can allow them, but it would be it would be ideal in the situation where maybe we do follow ups. It would also be time con uh, time saving, uh, unlike starting that session that we had, restarting it again. Thanks, Chair. Okay, no, no point noted. Honorable uh, Michalakis, I see you, you you indicate that your question has not been responded to. Perhaps you can raise your question and then Honorable Mola can follow you. Honorable Mikalakis. Thank you very much, Chair. Um, Chair, I have submitted uh, these five or six questions uh, in a written form. Um, if I can just repeat them, uh, please. Uh, the first question uh, would be, um, has the police found it impossible in some places to fulfill their mandate in terms of the regulations due to a shortage of resources, particularly vehicles? Um, if so, which places are these and how are these obstacles uh, being overcome? Then, Chairperson, we heard quite a, a bit from the Department of Justice with regards to the inmates that were released a few days ago. Um, my question would simply be, uh, what steps has the SAPS taken to ensure, or the police department taken to ensure that the release of these inmates uh, from overcrowded prisons uh, does not result in recurring crimes uh, during this period? Chairperson, then a few issues that I've picked up here in my constituency um, is 
with regards to fines issued to individuals in contravention of the guidelines, is there a standard guideline for the amount of the fine, or if, is it less? Is it left rather uh, to the police officer's discretion? Um, and then, what would the minister's advice be to a citizen who has been issued with a fine for something that's not an offence in terms of existing law or the guidelines? Um, and finally, Chair, uh, has the SAPS received any reports of bribes solicited during this time? What are the circumstances under which such bribes were solicited, actions taken, and the current hotspots for the occurrence of such actions? Um, I'm going to stop at that question. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, thank you, Honorable Mikulakis. Uh, Honorable Mola. Mm, thank you, Chairperson, and I would like to thank the department for their presentations. Chairperson, I would like to thank the SARS for their good work that are doing. I know it is very difficult to work with people. My first question is that are your members screened every day before going to work? My second question do you have enough PPEs? Because there are a lot of, mem of your members that are, are having this coronavirus. My last question, Chairperson, I, I, I want to know how far with the case of Senzo Meiwa. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Mola. Uh, Minister, let me hand over to you so that uh, you're able to respond to these as well as speak to, to the other responses that you sent through to the committee. Uh, Honourable Minister. Uh, good morning, Chair. Good morning, the members. Good morning, everybody. Chair, just one clarification. Uh, I, I guess we have an hour for this session. And members, some have asked four questions three questions, the latest member, four questions. So I, I don't know how one answers those questions within an hour, or do we <clears throat> answer the question for one member, or is one answer per, per member, if I can be clarified there, because there is a long list of answers in short time, and members, quite, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, Honorable Member Khumevat has got about 13 questions. So how, how do we handle that? If I can be clarified on that one. Uh, yeah, th thank you, Minister. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't know who's speaking. Mola, could you mute your mic, please? Uh, sorry, Chairperson, sir. Thank you. Um, Arun Minister, you, you, you did submit uh, your your responses to two members, uh, to the to, to us, and we've submitted, we, we've given it out to members. Um, Perhaps if you could just speak speak to the to to some of the the questions, and I think if members have any follow up, we'll then deal with that. Uh, uh, but but you correct, Minister. Uh, we we have till till eleven to deal with your your issues. I was hoping we could do it quicker, but uh, we will utilize the full uh, component of the time if so required, Minister. Perhaps, Minister, if you could uh, res re yeah, speak, speak to the responses, Ms. Minister. Um, and then I, I know there were the new questions here. I think some of it might have been covered in your responses, but 
You could speak to the responses. No, thanks. Uh, it doesn't clarify me any anywhere to say, for instance, I have the list of four questions of uh, Honorable Member Whitefield, followed by uh, Honorable Member Terry Blatcher. Fortunately, it's got one question. Uh, the member, the member Shade, I think it's got four questions. Uh, <clears throat> the member, the yeah. Minister, I think I, I get what you're saying. Uh, perhaps you could, uh, you could respond to two or three questions for member. Okay. Um, that, uh, the, the rest of your responses are, are in writing already, Minister. We, we, have that, we have that record. Thank you, no, that's fine. That's, that's fine then. Uh, if, if the members do have questions, I don't know which one they would want to have responses to them because if they do, and they are written here, I'll be repeating. <clears throat> I thought maybe one will go with the with the follow-ups on the questions that are, are answered. But uh, taking your 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 wise guidance, uh, I, I, I will really go to the to the uh, members. I would suggest that <clears throat> one answers maybe one or two questions per member, and you proceed. As 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 the the question are uh, asked by the honourable member uh, Whitefield, uh, the I'll go straight to responses. That the first response would be the minister of police has already initiated the process to release police record crime statistics on quarterly basis. SEBS has also proceeded the adoption of the advanced release calendar for the quarterly release of the police recorded crime statistics. The advanced release calendar proposes dates for the release of each quarterly uh, uh, police record statistics for the four quarters of the year. Upon approval, the advanced release calendar will be published on the SEPS website at the beginning of, the, of each financial year. I'm sure that question was moved to that the minister has released some, some uh, statistics, is that going to be a norm? Yes, according to the cabinet resolutions in 2016, that decision was taken that the, uh, the states now will be released uh, on quarterly basis. The ministry at the present moment is just activating that resolution of 2016 of the cabinet. The second question that, that was asked uh, by the same same honourable same member, the self training are premised on democratic democratic policy principles. Hence, you ask for a from the golden threat is our training. The minister fully supports the IP provide the SEPs with daily updates of the complaints it has received regarding police misconduct. So those were the two questions from the Honourable Member uh, White, Whitefield. Uh, then, Mr. Te Honourable Member Terry Brashe uh, asked one question, and the answer there is the training provided to the SEPS members promotes ethical behaviour and compliance with code of conduct and ethics. Unfortunately, some of the members 
when they go back to work, they tend to behave in another way. In such instances, discipline management, both punitive and progressive, is applied to address the challenge. Where training is seen as a as a shortcoming, the necessary intervention is prioritized. Chairperson, Honorable Member Sheikh Iman asked the question about the member that seems to be blasphemous in the in the church in Buzini. The what has happened to that member? I've clarified some few things on that, but the last thing I want to clarify that. Uh, the, the, those, the people there were arrested at Mbuzini. Uh, among the people that were arrested in Mbuzini, uh, Chairperson, there were three Mahomets. There is Zakur Mahomet, Joseph Mahomet, and Mahomet Mahomet. The member, when the members entered the church, they were told that they were called by Mahomet. And that Mahomet was Zakur Mahomet. The question that you think your Mahomet is bigger than the, the President Ramaphosa comes from those names, not Mahomet the Prophet. Those three Mahomets are arrested. So the misunderstanding is that nobody knew that Mahomets were arrested and they were referring to Mahomet that was particular in that place, three of them. So. This has been checked and the member has been found, has been cleared because it did not refer uh, the, 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 to the Mahomet prophet, but referred to Mahomet that was there. And the allegation was that it's him that pulled everybody together. Hence the question, do you think this Mahomet is bigger than the president, not prophet Mahomet? I hope that one is, is, is cleared and is, is understood. So that that's that's an update uh, of the on the on the arrest, and then there are uh, there are further questions with uh, a man with a very long answer on the other question. Uh, the the answer itself is almost uh, uh, two and a half pages. It might take all the time, maybe because it's written and sent to the members, and then we can. And we can move to Reverend Mushwe himself, who uh, asked about three questions. The, fir- the first answer, uh, uh, which is question nine, by direction of the NCC, the Minister of Police and the National Commissioner of Police COVID-19 related communication is, se- is centralized to the NCC, as well as the various cluster ministers. This- spokespersons of both the minister as well as the national uh, as well as the national commissioner are the only other two people that communicate that are allowed to communicate to only respond to all media queries that are operational in the, in nature to this end no information is volunteered to the media house until a query on a specific matter is received. 
all stories material are selected by the television stations concerned, and neither of the two communicators has any influence on the selection of the stories by that media house. Therefore, uh, that the other articles where the uh, where the reverence arrested are shown on TV and where the people the shipping are not shown, that selection is not done by the the, the department or the, or the minister. It's done by the station per se. Well, we have shown. Uh, our communication is a long list, Chairperson, that uh, I'm sure the members have received. That will consume a lot of time again if we if we if we read it. But the members have have seen that. Uh, and then I'll go to to the question raised by <coughs> Honourable Member uh, Chad Babib uh, Sheikh uh, that has asked the minister on the gender-based violence. Slide 7 speaks domestic violence incidents during the lockdown period and not GPV cases per se. Domestic violence is a subject of GPV, the, the rationale behind using the variable domestic violence in favor of GPV is the fact that it is most likely people who have some kind of a domestic relationship are prone to experience tension as a result of lockdown as they are most likely confined to the same space as opposed to people who might not even have some kind of relationship. The Department of Social Development is the custodian of the GPV command center statistics, not the police. The statistics provided by the mentioned a call center cannot be compared with the number of GPV cases reported to the SEPs as the statistics of the call center includes COVID-related, COVID-related issues. That's one question that is uh, uh, raised by member uh, Shahin Dabib Sheikh. And then the, the, there is a <coughs> question taken raised by the uh, second member that I would like to read, to, to read because it gives uh, some kind of understanding. Total number of, of cases is 118. Uh, those, the, the, the question is reflected that the highest number of charges were against Serbs, where 97 charges were among the officials. 30 cases purely criminal law charges. 23 cases, criminal law and disaster management charges. Uh, that is driving under the influence of liquor, use of vehicle without owner's permission, attempted murder, assault common uh, by the police, defeating the cause of justice, theft, uh, corruption, 16, rape, assault common and reckless driving, reckless and negligent driving, assault, uh, assault GPH and kidnapping, Drunken driving, assault of police officer, pointing of firearm. Those are the sort of cases that members of the South African police should be uh, arrested and the charges uh, against them. So the the the, the answer continues, uh, and then there will be two more uh, questions from the from the same member, and then uh, chairperson, 
there will be a long list of questions, I think up to 13 that were asked by the Honorable Member Grunewald uh, himself, 13, uh, answer, uh, 13 questions. The first answer would be vehicles are disinfected by the fleet manager, the driver of the crew member of the police vehicle before the vehicle is used. Gloves and masks are utilized by members while uh, sanitizing vehicles and searching of suspects. In a case where a suspect has been transported, the vehicle will again be sanitized on the arrival at the police station. Such members as police stations have been trained on how to sanitize this, uh, sanitize the space. Compliance is being monitored by the management of the police stations, clusters and senior managers from the province. The compliance is furthermore monitored by the inspectorate and internal audit with COVID-19 compliance assessment. That would be the answer of the second, of the first question. I'll answer the second question with Mr. Knefer and I'll stop there. Uh, yes, police members have been trained and empowered through continuous training, workshops, awareness sessions, counseling and therapy sessions, national 24-7 mind COVID-19 hotline and video conferencing. The training inter alia entails the following. The terms of reference for steering committee, understanding COVID-19 and related terminologies, protocols for the containment and management of COVID-19 within the SEPs and the country, prevention and protection measures of COVID-19, requirements and usage of resources, including the personal protection equipment, which is known as PPEs, for the prevention of the control and COVID-19, required to registers related to the management of COVID-19 and how to complete them, precautionary measures during prevention and control of COVID-19, sanitization and decontamination of building office cells and etc. and medical waste disposal. So out of 13, I'll end up with those questions. Jefferson, there are questions that were sent by the members, I think as a joint uh, uh, the, uh, select committee on security and justice, but as joint members, uh, we have uh, quite several of those questions too. Can I? I will take two first, and then I'll, I'll take two first. The South African Police Service management is equally concerned with the rising numbers of police officers who are infected with the COVID-19 virus. The SEPs established the National Steering Committee for the containment and management of COVID-19 cases. The committee developed protocols and SEPs members are screened on the daily basis when they report for duty in line with the Department of Health protocols. In addition to the above, the screening of SEPs members is conducted by the Department of Health as well as the Paul Met, who has partnered with the SEPs by proactively deploying 300 nurses to conduct, to conduct screening and testing of members in all police stations and units. 
after screening where members are displaying symptoms of the COVID-19, testing is done immediately and members are placed in quarantine as per the SEPS protocol. Confirm positive cases and their families and their, uh, and their contacts get referred to the screening testing and ultimately get quarantined or isolated based on the results, uh, residencies of the confirmed uh, positive cases get deep cleared by the DOH uh, contact tracers. Where there is a reported positive case, all members that were in direct contact with the positive member get tested and are sent to a quarantine immediately, as guided by the SEPS protocol, followed by the decontamination of workplaces. Uh, Adding on that answer, Chair, I can say up to this morning, as the South African police, were 253 positive, confirmed positive members, 253 of them. And then 178 of them in Western Cape, and uh, the, the rest of that number is shared by the, uh, by the rest of the provinces. The other high one would be Eastern Cape with 13, Gauteng with, uh, with uh, 12, and KZN with 8. Others have really, have really little numbers. Uh, Chairperson, uh, on the return out out end there, mm-hmm. maybe yes. and maybe take two on the written one. Uh, perhaps if you could perhaps respond to the verbal one that is raised now. Um, respond to which Sorry, one? Please, the order. Can I say something? Uh, I, I don't know who's speaking. Can you identify yourself? It's the last person. Sorry? It's the blind speaking from the yes. from the assembly. Honorable Blanche. Yes, Honorable Blanche. Yes, ma'am. Do you have a question? Honorable Blanche. Sorry. I would also like to ask a question to the chairperson. Chairperson, the sound is terrible. You cannot hear properly. You cannot hear who, Honorable Terbranch? Now I can see, but I'm saying the sound is terrible. It's very difficult to follow. Can something be done about it, please? Is it your sound, Honorable Terbranch? Uh, I think I, I hear... I hear the minister clearly. I've been hearing people clearly. Uh, uh, Gershwin, could you get IT perhaps to attend to Honorable Ted Blanche in terms of the sound? It could be your own network, Honorable Ted Blanche. You know, I cannot hear, you know, the broadcast properly. See, a person is very bad. Thank you. I think it's your own network, Honorable Ted Blanche. Uh, but Gershwin, please uh, sort it out. Honourable, honourable members, I think all of us have been listening clearly. Uh, Minister, if you could please go on to those uh, questions that were asked by Honourable Mikulakis and Honourable Mola. Uh, you'll recall at the last meeting, uh, these members uh, members of the NCOP had to attend another meeting, so they did, they did not they were not in a position to ask any questions. Anu Minister, you're on mute. We cannot hear you. I'm fine now. Sure. 
Yes, thanks, Chair. Uh, Chair, the question asked by the member, Mr. Michalitsis, is the question of the release uh, that the Correctional Service Department has, has given. We, we, as South African police, were part of that, were part of that committee, uh, and then we are given information and we make the input. So we would understand about the matters of, of release. But one other thing uh, that we, we, we have done is to use the opportunity to use our packet samples with those members before they are, they are released so that we can have the better information when it comes to DNA that will bank it. When they uh, offend again, it will be easy to, to trace them. Yes, as the South African police, who are part of that of that process, we are represented there. Well, the shortage will be asking about the shortage. The shortage is there even without uh, COVID nineteen. Uh, definitely, uh, COVID nineteen will put an extra uh, strain on the resources. Not not just the resources of the of the police, but across the board. Uh, will 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 put those uh, will put those uh, stresses. Uh, that includes that includes the cars. Uh, remember, uh, the car that we are using will take longer now to go back to the station or to the point where it was collecting an offender because we'll have to sanitize the car, and make sure that it's clean and all that. So we'd have loved to have more cars under COVID-19, but that is a generally uh, is a general approach that we'll have to have better resources uh, going forward. That includes uh, the the as as the question was uh, was asked. That includes uh, uh, other equipments of of the police working on this on these matters. Maybe the question uh, linked with this will be Miss Muller on the uh, on the. Uh, sufficient of the PPEs. Up to this point, we're fine with the PPEs. Uh, we keep on uh, adding because most of them will be disposables. So we, you, you need to add, keep, keep on adding on them. But uh, we believe that at all stations, we're fine when we come to masks, gloves, disposable pinafers. Uh, one thing that we couldn't find very well is the disposable uh, overalls. Uh, the company defaulted badly. Uh, we also find the covers of the boots. So we, we, we think we're fine. The sanitizers at the stations, uh, we think we're fine when it comes to those, uh, to those uh, uh, PPEs. The bribes, well, the cases that I read uh, uh, with the police that have been charged, there quite been some uh, quite a big number of people that want to bribe the police, and some police are strong enough that will arrest those people. I uh, remember we, we met one young uh, female warrant officer in Lady Smith, uh, no, in Newcastle, who refused the bribe of 10,000 cash. She refused it. Instead, he arrested that person who was bribing her with the 10,000. So we've got good police that will do that, but we do have bad ones that will fall for bribe, and we have arrested some of them. And I hope that most of them will be arrested and flushed out of the 
uh, out of uh, flush out of the system. Uh, the, the, I think the other question has been answered. Uh, in terms of screening, we gave that the answer that we do screen our members uh, almost every day before they go to the. But the the question about Senzo uh, Meiwa, I will leave that to be answered by the National Commission at the later stage. Thanks, Chair. Chairperson, I would like to ask a question. Uh, I would love to ask the minister a question. Thank you, Honorable Motsumai. Honorable Motsumai, I requested from members earlier if they had any questions to ask. You did not indicate that you had a question. Uh, but please, can you be brief and ask your question? Yes. Uh, thanks, Chairperson. Uh, uh, thanks, the minister. Uh, minister uh, Question Thank you, Honorable Matamai. Your signal is not that good, and I'm not sure if, Minister, you were able to, to hear that question. Uh, I didn't pick up the question very well, but it, loves, it sounds like the, the, it's got an issue of xenophobia and people that are arrested and all that. I don't know if, if, if that gives the essence of the question, but uh, the sound was quite, was quite bad. Yes, I couldn't hear it. No, no, thank you, uh, Honorable Minister. Honorable uh, Matamai, can you mute your mic, please? Honourable members, you have received your responses to, to, to the questions. I'm going to uh, maybe allow members, if you have a follow-up, um, we'll allow you one question uh, if you have a follow-up. Um, Honourable members, you should also bear in mind that we, we are going to engage the department in terms of the budget and APP as well. So there are other resource-type issues that you could uh, also raise at that point. Uh, but if you can give me an indication, if you have any follow-up based on the responses that we received in writing from the minister. Shake you, ma'am. Noted. Any other member? The blonde Mola. Also, please. Mola. Mola. Uh, I've noted you, uh, Honorable Mola. Okay, there are three people then. We'll then take it in that order. Chairperson, um, have you noted me, Dr. Blanche, please? I've noted you, uh, Honorable Dr. Blanche. Thank you, Chairperson. Have you noted Honorable Shembeni, Chairperson? I've noted you, Honorable Shembeni. Thank you. Please mute your mic. Thanks. 
Okay, our members, we have uh, four follow-up questions. Uh, we'll start with Honorable Sheikh Imam. Thank you very much. Followed by Honorable Mola and then Honorable Shembeni. Uh, Honorable Sheikh Imam. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, Minister, I'm not satisfied with your explanation on the officer based on what we viewed and what we saw, what happened. However, I think we'll be pursuing that matter. But we will pursue that matter in the future. Chair, uh, uh, the problem we're having at the moment, which the Minister has not spoken about, and there's been some talk about arrest. Currently, the, the South African police services have been taken to court. There are court orders against South African police services for closing down businesses and arresting uh, shop owners throughout KwaZulu. There's about 25 in KwaZulu-Natal. Yesterday, there was an order granted. Today, there's going to be another one. Can the minister please tell us what is the position there in terms of the conduct of South African police officers, even though people are compliant in terms of having the, the, uh, following the regulations, they have the necessary permit, and they are allowed to conduct their business? Thank you, Honorable Terbranch. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, I'm on. Chairperson, Branch, I you... want to. May I go ahead, Chairperson? We, we don't see you, so if you could put on your video, or your camera. There I am. <laughs> Chairperson, may I go ahead now? Please. Hello? Please, Honorable Yes. Thank you. Chairperson, I want to start by thanking the minister and the police for the written answers that we received. Um, the one thing that still concerns me, Chairperson, is that we as, you know, well, specifically in my case, the, the Democratic Alliance, we are flooded by complaints about, you know, the police heavy-handedness, uh, you know, stuff like that. And my concern is even, you know, since we raised this issue, apparently uh, there's no, you know, improvement, in, uh, you know, about this uh, issue. And I just wanted to ask the minister, what can be done? Please, I really think that something needs to be done because apparently the police, there's a lot of uh, brutality and heavy handedness. That is my question, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Muller. Honorable Matsumai, could you please turn off your microphone? Honorable Muller? Honorable Muller? Okay, then can we take on Honorable Shembeni? No, Chairperson, I'm in. Oh, there you are. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Chairperson, and thank you, Minister, for your response. Can General Stolle answer my question about Senzo Meir? Thank you. Uh, I think... Honorable Shembeni. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. Uh, unfortunately, I did not hear any response from the Minister concerning my question on uh, uh, the smuggling of uh, uh, illegal cigarettes and alcohol from the neighboring countries. 
And then if he's got the answer, I'll be happy if I can get the answer. And then secondly, I want to know from the minister the effectiveness of the members deployed uh, during this COVID-19 from the offices, especially from uh, the provincial offices. Are these members uh, doing uh, the arrests? Are they able to take uh, down statements as required? Uh, will they be able to go and testify in courts uh, as uh, needed? And then thirdly, the people no, that been... Yes. Um, I requested that you do one follow-up. Uh, also, because we are going to be right. dealing with budget APPs, you'll probably have a chance to All raise right. other issues. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Shimbeni. Uh, Honorable Minister? Honorable Minister? Honorable Minister, are you still with us? Chairperson, can you hear me now? We can hear you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Honourable Minister. The first question from, from Honourable Sheikh, arrest of the uh, shop owners. Chairperson, there are regulations that the members of the South African police need to implement. <clears throat> I, I just hope when the members of public report to the uh, honorable members and wherever they report, they give the whole story. Uh, I don't know why individually those members would be, would be arrested, but I can assure you, big number of South African police would not arrest people that they're not supposed to be arrested. They, there are many things with the, these uh, with these regulations that might not have been understood by the business people, shop owners on the ground as it happened. Let, let me tell you one common thing across the board, especially with medium and small uh, small business, the your spazas and the small. Uh, uh, supermarkets. I don't know why, but you find a serious breaking of law when it com comes to the selling of meat, Shepherdson. You go there, you find a rotten meat, you find a meat that is long expired, you find a meat that has no date of, of, of coming or expiry, it doesn't tell you whether it's a beef or is a donkey or whatever kind of meat. And then you can see clearly that is off written. The others is a January kind of meat. So definitely that is a breaking of the law. And most of the time, these places we go with the health and uh, environmental health people. And those people will take their stock and will arrest those owners who sell that kind of things to the people of South Africa. So I don't know if they say they are arrested, they do tell why they were arrested. The second one, it took quite a long time, especially with the, with the, with the 
supermarkets where they continued to sell the, the prepared food when it was said that the prepared food could not be, could not be sold. Thirdly, you have found the shop that are really overloaded when you can clearly see that people that are here are not keeping on the distance. So it would be glad to hear from the members that when these things are reported, what are they complaining about? What police have done wrong? But these are the things we can create the long list of things that people have been arrested. And then we, it will help to compare the notes and then say to the police, uh, as we do, uh, when they break the law themselves, when they go overhanded, we do take uh, we, we do take action against those police. But by now, it will be very difficult to say they were wrong or right if we don't have information what happened on the other side. Well, he said you take forward the question of Mbuzini. The question of Mbuzini in Pumalanga who was arrested, the issue here uh, was more of the blasphemy, Chairperson, that our member uh, compared the president to Prophet Muhammad. We have said the investigation, we arrested three Muhammads there and have names, they're all arrested. The member that was making that comment was between Muhammad that the allegation was responsible for the coming together. And we always arrest organizers of those events when those events are illegal. That is Muhammad. So the question of blasphemy for us falls off because we, we have seen Mahomet is not Prophet Mahomet. And there are three of those Mahomets that they have appeared in court. They've got a free pay. They will appear in court again in August. So it's a case that is going on that one. Mr. Terry Blacher, honorable member, we, 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 we are receiving this uh, uh, heavy-handedness from, from our members. You remember that South African police is one body that is highly uh, overseen. There is a lot of oversight. Portfolio Committee is one of that body. IPT is one of that body. Human rights, they have a lot of oversight when it comes to police. Ourselves, internally, we have those, uh, uh, those structures that they have oversight on ourselves. What I can say on these matters, indeed, there is uh, members that sometimes they get overexcited, but not too many of them. Many members, they do their job accordingly, according to the book, and many members, uh, they, 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 they will be there to make sure that they do their job Sometimes, honorable member, Mr. Terabash, under a heavy provocation. Let me give you the story that happened early this week. The police find somebody that has broken the law, get out of, this, of, of the car, we find that there is illegal something inside the car. Uh, last week, we found a lot of alcohol in the cars, and you find that this alcohol has been used. And then the police, they're asking this member to go to the van. And the, and, the and the member refuses, the member of the community, refuses to walk to the van. And the police have to hand the member, put the, the community member, put him in the van. And the member 
the committee member turns around to say, we are breaking the law by breaking the, the distance. So, and then we are overhanded. When he has been requested to walk to the van, he refused. There are such things that community members themselves are provocative towards the police. We do check the, we do check the members. The only problem, we don't have the structures that check the community when they're provocative, when they're offensive to the law enforcers. Law enforcers, they are monitored, they are reprimanded, but communities, when they do the same, nobody looks after them, nobody reprimands them. I think that thing will have to be, will have to be balanced. You are asking what are we doing? Commissioner and myself and the Deputy Minister, before or at the initial stages of this, uh, of this uh, COVID, we moved to all provinces. On those provinces, we reminded the police that you are policing under the, the culture of human rights, under the constitutionality, so you behave as such and you use all the laws, you use all the laws to police. By the way, the police are given the responsibility of when they are under attack themselves to defend themselves and to defend the innocent members out there if they are under attack. They are allowed to use a proportional kind of force to effect their arrest. That is what we remind the police all the time uh, going forward. Uh, that, that would be the answer to Mr. Terry Blanchard. When it comes to Mr. Shemben, yes, uh, we, we, we do get the information of the smuggling of cigarettes and alcohol. And we have made the lot of arrests. We have made the lot of arrests on those, on those smuggling. Uh, not just on the border, even internally. Uh, uh, one problem that we have just discovered is that uh, when people claim that they are going to a funeral, uh, for instance, in Pongolo or on Jefferson, we find a coffin full of dacha, lots of bags of dacha in the coffin. And people were claiming that we're going for funeral. I don't know whether to bury the dacha. But we've also found coffins that are smuggled through the coffin, uh, the, the alcohol smuggled through the coffins. That is internal, which has, is, is, is posing a serious challenge to the police because which means we'll have to open the coffins now. When people, they say they're going to funeral, crossing uh, the border, especially the place called Apatin between Western and Eastern Cape, will have to off, open these coffins because there are drugs, there are alcohol that is put in these coffins. It puts our members in danger of getting infected by the disease as they're doing their job. But on the border level, we have arrested, we can collect that information to say, how many people, how many confiscated alcohol and cigarettes that has, have, uh, has happened uh, uh, there. Uh, we believe on the second question that the people that we deploy are people that are effective, are people that they do their job, and they, that's why they are sent to the field to do their job. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Chairperson. Chair, can I ask a question? 
Chairperson, you you on mute, Chairperson. Apologies, honourable members. Honourable Zanda Mela, is that you? Yes, uh, Chair. Honourable Zanda Mela, I think we we getting yeah you're making it a bit difficult if you want to ask another question. Um, what I'm going to request honourable members is that um, this is not. In, in terms of our oversight, this is not the end of the work that we need to be doing as Parliament in the various forms of oversight that we undertake. Um, we have also limited time in terms of, of the proceedings that we, we're trying to run. Uh, Honorable Zandamela, I'm going to request that you hold on to your question. We're still going to deal with the budget and the APP, and I'm sure uh, in some way or another you could you could raise whatever you need to raise within that process. But, but it, yeah, yeah, Chairperson. Actually, this is uh, just an urgent issue that I would like to bring to the, the attention of the minister. We, we, we got a complaint from the Komati Port uh, Police Station in Pumalanga. They arrested about uh, 200 people who are trying to cross the border. So now the issue uh, that makes me to raise this thing urgently with the minister is that the police station there wants to release these people. And uh, there, there's, there's complaints there that one, uh, uh, I think about two of these people, they've got the signs of the COVID-19. Now the police station is now, they, they, they want to release these people. Can the minister please uh, uh, take this matter up? Because they cannot okay. just, because they are, I think they are saying that. I think the minister, yeah. you've heard, you heard what he said, and I'm sure the minister will look into the matter. Uh, thank you, mm-hmm. honorable members. Take it yeah. Can, can I get a commitment from the minister? Because this is an urgent matter, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Zanamala. Can you mute your mic, please? Uh, okay. Chairperson. I uh, think that you've noticed. I'll speak to the Department of Health to help us on that and the Department of Home Affairs if some of those people are foreign nationals. We'll definitely take the matter after this. Thanks. Thank you, uh, Honourable Minister, and and thank you, Honourable Members. As as I've been trying to say that this is not the end of our oversight in terms of uh, the police intervention as it relates to to COVID-19, as well as the regulations during lockdown. Um, Our members, I think uh, in closing on on this item uh, and based on the work that has been done by the police, as well as the representations that the minister made today um, and on a daily basis we are hearing of a lot of good work that is being done by the police uh, i think we should um, also commend the police force for the for their tireless work uh, that they continue doing uh, to ensure that the regulations are adhered to um, i think the minister has also indicated to us that over 203 uh, uh, confirmed uh, ca- positive cases of covid 19 amongst the police force um, and I think we should also take some time, Honourable Minister, to to commend uh, the police force for selflessly putting their lives on the line um, as they work in the front lines of this pandemic. Honourable members, I think we've come to the end of this item of the agenda. Uh, we'll then move on to the second item, which is the briefing by IPED on police misconduct during the national state disaster lockdown. Um, and IPED being an oversight body uh, has a mandate to investigate cases of police misconduct. Uh, Honorable Minister, I would, uh, before getting the acting, I hope the acting executive director has joined us firstly, uh, but before getting him to make uh, the presentation, 
Uh, Honourable Minister, if I can hand over to you, if you have any opening remarks to make. Honourable Minister. Thank you very much. I, I hope we have been joined by the acting uh, ED. Chairperson, uh, thanks very much. I don't want to take much time uh, for the members to engage uh, on this one. But uh, the, the, there will be few things that uh, one would observe when it comes to the, to the uh, IPIT matters. One, I hope that will be corrected as we go forward, either through legislation or through the standard of operation or operational standards. Uh, is the language sometimes that is used there. Uh, Chairperson, as I'm arrested in the Republic of South Africa, uh, I, I, I remain alleged to have done something. But when it comes to when it comes to the IPID Act, uh, there, it, it seems to be very finite from, from the very word go. Very final to say, like the matter in the police custody, like the matter as an action of police is never put as alleged as the matter in the police custody but it's put as a matter. The problem about that thing, is when it's picked up by the media and is corrected at the end of the day and the finality of the case has been reached and it has been found that that is not correct, nobody comes back to correct that. It ends as it was final and correct that it was the matter in the police cell or the matter caused by the, 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 the police action. I, I, I hope as all of in South Africa, nobody is just caught and you are immediately found guilty. I hope that the police themselves, the police themselves will be subjected on the broader act that you remain, you remain innocent until you are proven guilty. But police are proven guilty long before they are found to be guilty. That's one thing that we 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 just want to we just want to look at it uh, going forward. And the, the, the and some few other things that like to be explained, because like the, the discharge on the, of the firearm, most of the discharge of the firearm, as far as I understand, is when there are protests and the police would be using things like rubber bullets and all that. But those are the things that we would want uh, to be explained and be understood. And Chaperson, we would have loved to say uh, things like assault of the police. Rather than give the figure as the IPID uh, arrest stroke uh, open the cases, uh, rather than giving those figures, would love that when the police when the IPID reaches the final of the matter, then the, the issue becomes an assault in that particular time rather than at the very beginning, long before the investigation, that's how it is put. So those are a few things that when you sit down, you work with the IPID and you find that uh, uh, some, some working uh, relationships, uh, we do want to improve relationships between the police and the IPID because IPID is, is doing a good job when it comes to the Rocky Police. We can't allow the Rocky Police 
but we want police to be subjected to the fair manner like all uh, other other South Africans, not to be a special way of treating the police. The the other one that may be the report that we'll have to find, I, I saw that the, me- the members have requested a daily update about the police and the IP. One other thing, there is a long list, Chairperson, that is sent to the uh, NTPP or, or, or prosecution when the members of the South African Police Service uh, have been apprehended by the IP. But also there is a long a list of the decline by the prosecution. So the number that we'll find is that so many police has been handed over to be to 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 be prosecuted. But we we usually don't get the on the press the member of the police that were never prosecuted. So we wanted that kind of fair report uh, to say yes, hundreds of them were subjected were submitted, but only three were charged. And even to find how many were finally found to be guilty when it comes to the final end, rather than just giving the number that is sent there and this end of the a huge number of the bad police when there is a, actually a huge number of the very good uh, men and, uh, and women blue out there. So those are the matters we'll hear. Uh, uh, but I pit, I think themselves they're doing a good job or under under circumstances, and I believe that working together, we will get rid of the police that are bad, but also we will give the pet on the back of the police that are doing their job. Thanks, Chair. Thank you, Minister. Is the uh, acting executive director of Halton, uh, of IPED, sorry. Yes, Chairperson. Thank you. Please, please go ahead with your presentation. Uh, we'll give you about 10 to 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Okay, um, thanks, uh, Chair. From IPAD, I've joined by a team of management. Um, my name is Patrick Sitsedi, Acting Executive Director. I have joined by the Acting um, Chief Director Investigation, Mr. Gefelakai, the Acting Provincial Head for Houting, Mr. Buntu, Pro- Provincial Head for Limpopo, Mr. Kuba, Acting Provincial Head for Mpumalanga, Mr. Angas, Acting Provincial Head for Northern Cape, Mr. Foss, Acting uh, IP Spokesperson, Mr. Sisa, I'm also joined by the director executive support. Chair, I've been also informed that we've got our uh, four provincial heads who are online, uh, being provincial head for Eastern Cape, Mr. Ms. Tokela, provincial head for KZN, Ms. Maharaj, provincial head for uh, Free State, Mr. Ontong, as well as provincial head for Western Cape, Mr. Luholo. So with uh, Chairperson, with your permission, without wasting of time, I'm going to ask uh, the Chief Director uh, Investigation to make a presentation. Thanks, Chair. Thanks, please go ahead. 
uh, <clears throat> let me take this opportunity to thank the ministers, deputy minister, and the honourable members, uh, uh, NASCOM, and the senior officers of SUBS, and including the IP, IPID management uh, for this day, that we are going to give a presentation on the, on the work that is being done by IPID. Um, during this period. Honorable uh, members, could you please... Are you calling us? Honorable members, could you please mute your mics? Okay, okay, I will, I'll try to be as audible as possible. Um, before I go further with the presentation, let me... Okay, let me um, say to you, my name is Tuso. My surname is Kefela Gai. Um, I am the acting chief director responsible for investigation in IPID. Uh, let me also um, give a brief background in terms of the work that is being done by IPID that we are investigating uh, cases in terms of the IPID Act, uh, in particular uh, Section 28 of the Act. That would then be... On a point of order, Chairperson. Chairperson. I'm sorry, I don't... Who's speaking? Could you please identify yourself? It's, uh, it's Member Tadran speaking, Chairperson, on a point of order. Uh, and what would your point of order be, Honourable Tarkhan? Chairperson, I just want to remind the chair, please, that at the, at the WEPS meeting yesterday, it was decided that a department will be given, you know, like 15 minutes as an overview, and then the rest of the time will be given for members to engage, you know, the different departments. We know what this iPad is doing, we got their presentation, and I would urge chairperson that we go to, you know, that you know that we just give them an opportunity for an overview, and then we start with the questions. Thank you, chairperson. Uh, thank you, Mr. Terplanch. Uh, I dedicated to the department that they have 15 minutes to make this presentation. Um, there's some advice here as well. If you could, uh, members do have the presentation, we should be through the presentation. Um, I think you could uh, probably just go directly into it and 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 read it from there. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Can we go to the the next slides? Uh, uh, the presentation that we are going to give here speaks to the cases that were received by IPIT during the period 26 March to the fifth of May 2020. Um, can we go down to the next slide? And again, the other slide? Okay, just, just above that one. The slide before this. Thank you. So we are saying here that the cases we are going to present consist of uh, complaints and 
or rather cases reported directly to IP offices and um, the complaints uh, or cases that were received uh, through the police stations. Um, we have also uh, indicated on point two that the measures that were taken on the reporting of these cases uh, was communicated through the main, with, with the mandate the mandate through the media and how IP services can be accessed during the, the, the period of lockdown. And that we have provided, of course, the contact details, mobile details for all the provinces. And over and above, we gave out the the website, the email that could be used, you know, to get all the information about IPIT, and that we had placed a 24-hour standby by, uh, uh, for all the nine provinces for IPIT to be accessed, and that uh, the, all the nine provinces, including the uh, satellites, were functional during the period. And uh, we also made it a point that the necessary uh, permits were available as as well as the PPEs. So can we quickly go to the next slide where then I will talk to the um, figures. Now, we are saying for this period, you will realize that there is a total of 228 cases that were received. Uh, the cases that we, we are referring to here relates to all the cases that uh, were rep uh, reported, including those uh, uh, those that relates to incidents that would have happened before the lockdown, but reported during uh, the lockdown period. Let me just give a, an example. There, there was there were uh, there was a case of, of of death as a result of police action uh, that the incident occurred early in the month of March, but because the person was, was, was um, um, injured uh, on the 6th, but the, the deceased died on the 29th. So these are all the cases that we received. Uh, not necessarily that they were, the crimes were committed oh. during the period of the lockdown. Now, uh, you can see here, this is the um, information. Um, that relates to cases that were reported breakdown in terms of the provinces. And uh, as you can see here, um, the, the death in police custody, it was 18 during the period. And then death as a result of police action, it was 32. Uh, the disciplinary of, um, no, discharge of an official uh, firearm, it was 141, and then a rape by a police officer. Of officer, it was eight, and then we have got only one rape in police custody, and torture. We had a total of 25, and then assaults were the most uh, cases that were uh, recorded during the time, and then we have got 13 corruption, but uh, only one case that relates to non-compliance with the IPIT Act, where the police failed to report to us that they had a case. Uh, that uh, they should have reported to us as IP. So in total, the, all the cases that were reported, it was two I minutes, mean, 828. Now, uh, this includes all the cases, but we have the breakdown as you go down to the next um, slide. 
Now, of all the uh, figures that we presented, then we singled out those that relates to COVID-19 operations. Uh, we had 10 death cases that relates to the COVID-19 uh, operations, and these are the cases as a result of police action. Um, and then the 79 discharge, many uh, assaults, as you can see, 280, and then seven of corruption, and in total is 376 matters. Can we go to the next slide? Now, we also took interest on the cases of, of uh, gender-based violence, uh, a total of 16 uh, cases here, a uh, majority of which is the assaults, uh, which then uh, uh, we have received only nine, and the four rape cases, and the, the three uh, of death as a result of police action. Uh, where uh, the victims here or the deceased were uh, females. Can we go to the next slide, please? Thank you. Now, uh, here we did a comparative um, uh, information on the cases that were reported uh, in the year 2019 from the 26th of March to the 5th of May. Now, if you look at the statistical data, it suggests that there was 628 cases that were reported uh, during this period in 2019. But in 2020, um, we realized a spike to 828. Uh, the difference there, which is an increase, is 200. Can we go to the next slide, please? Now, we were just trying to show here uh, the breakdown per province um, in terms of the two periods. You'd see that uh, the Eastern Cape there, there was an increase there. Free State, there was an increase. Gauteng, there was an, an increase as well. But when you go to Limpopo, it is a decrease. Mpumalanga, a slight increase. But you go to the northwest, there is a decrease. Um, you see the northern Cape there, uh, there is a, a decrease, uh, an increase, uh, though it is not so significant, but it is an, an increase, of course. But we also see a spike on the western Cape. Can we go to the next? Here we were just giving the summary of the cases, particularly the death cases that um, were as a result of police action relating to COVID-19. And um, I, I, I want on this, as before I can go further with this presentation, to, to state that when we receive these matters, uh, from the police to say we have just gotten a death as a result of police action. I pit response, response to the crime scene, take over the investigation and conduct an investigation. And at that time, 
we are investigating an alleged um, uh, incident. But then the investigation will then at a later stage reveal as to whether indeed uh, this matter was uh, just as a result of uh, the police action or not. Coming to the Ravensmith case 399 of 3-2020, the allegations that uh, IP received was that there was a death as a result of police action because the daughter informed the police that the father was assaulted. And um, at the time when he was coming back to buy alcohol and later died of uh, uh, died, and the assumption by the daughter at the time was that um, chances uh, are that it could be as a result of uh, police action. But yeah. then we took over the investigation, followed up, the postmortem was conducted, and the preliminary uh, report from the doctor was that uh, the deceased died as a result of double heart attack. That said, however, that the matter is still under investigation in a sense that there is an alleged assault, but also we haven't received a formal um, written report uh, uh, from the from the uh, uh, pathologist. That's in relation to the Western Cape matter. And then there is another one that follows afterwards, the Fosloras matter. You'd know that uh, this is where it was alleged that the Metropolis uh, members were involved. Uh, however, an arrest has already been made on, 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 on a security officer who actually triggered or allegedly um, pulled the trigger. And uh, he was released on the 20,000 bail. However, IPT is still investigating the involvement of the JMPD matter um, uh, in, this, in this case. The next one would then talk to the Lenazia case, um, which I can say the police, uh, I mean, the IPT is still investigating. Chairperson, on a point of order, please. Oh, Chairperson, could you please put your mic on silence? Chairperson, Chairperson, can I? Can I, I mic on silence? Including the current speaker, uh, Mr. Kekela, you've got three minutes to, find, to wrap up your presentation. Could you kindly do that? I think you're currently on mute. Yeah, I'm saying uh, uh, I'm left with a minute. I'll be done. Okay, these are the 10 cases. Uh, we've got 10 cases here that relates of death as a result of police action uh, that relates to COVID-19. These are the cases that are listed here. And uh, as you go down the just, just uh, go to the next slide again and again. All right. Uh, in in conclusion, uh, as I said, those are the cases that were uh, the death.
cases that relates to COVID-19 operation. Uh, as IPD was saying, um, uh, we are concerned about the complaints that we are receiving from the public uh, about the use of the excessive force by members of the SAPS um, stroke MPS. And we further that say that most of the complaints received from members of the public centered around being assaulted by police and, and discharge of official firearms. Uh, and that gen generally the complaints are about excessive use of force and physical abuse. We are saying there is a possibility that other community members might not have been able to report the cases. So we are basically saying uh, the possi possibility exists that we might receive many of these uh, cases um, once the lockdown uh, is eased further. So we are still calling uh, on uh, all the South Africans to reach out to IPID uh, as and when they experience problems relating to the SAPS and the MPS conduct. Next slide. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, um, uh, the officials from IPID. Yeah, and, and thank you, Minister. Uh, Honourable members, if you can give an indication in terms of that, if you have any follow-up questions. Whitfield. Honourable Mubokeng, Honourable Whitfield, Honourable Sablan. Okay, Mola. Mola. Shake him up. Mola. Honorable Mola. Mola. I have you, Honorable Mola. Please, can Honorable members please listen to me as well? Um, I'm also looking at the chat. Uh, okay. Is anyone else? Honorable Majosi. Honorable Majosi. Honorable Majosi. Chairperson, it's Honorable yes. Mapazwe here. I can't see you. I, I only hear your voices. Can you note me? I'll note you, Honorable Mapazwe. Chairperson, did you note me? It's Khurinovald speaking. Okay, Honorable, that's Khurinovald. Okay. Yes. Chairperson, have you noted me, Honorable Shambani? Chairperson? Chairperson, have you noted me? Yeah. Uh, your name, Okay, Honorable Peacock. Yes. And then I see the Honorable Goya on the chat and the Dovu. Yes. Can you note me, sir? If you can please tell me your name. Honorable Fak. Honorable Fak. <laughs> okay, thank you, Honorable Members. Uh, it's just that your names are not on. Yeah, thank you, honourable members. I think we'll start with honourable Mokokin, uh, followed by honourable Whitfield, followed by honourable Terblanche, followed by honourable Mola, uh, followed by honourable Sheikh Imam, uh, honourable Majorin, honourable Mapatwa, honourable Kronavalt, Shembeni, Peacock. Goya, Dodovo, and Honorable Fako. So we'll start with uh, Honorable Mofokeng, please. Thank you. you can, can, please, can you please uh, to the point with yeah. your questions? Uh, no, and please avoid any preambles. Uh, you thank you. Me, Chair. 
Enoch Mtetwa, you noted me, but I'm not hearing on the list. Okay, Mtetwa. Yes, uh, I'm noting you, Mtetwa. I didn't have you on the list. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Thanks. Please, Thank you, Chairperson. Chair, I just want to check on the work that has been done and let me maybe acknowledge or thank uh, the presenters about the presentation. But I want to check on how many senior investigators are still available. And I want to check on the issue of the senior investigator that was uh, murdered and also how many people are suspended in the department to do the investigations. Then going on to the issues that uh, of uh, the uh, lockdown, the report says 828 uh, cases were reported, but uh, I wonder uh, because it says 228 cases between 26th of March to 8th March. What is actually reported here? Because I want to be clear, the ones of lockdown and how far are they dealt with for now? And lastly, it will be the case of rape. What is the issue of this case of rape? Has this person been to court or where are they? And on the issue of the cases that have been investigated on Fos Flores, Western Cape, and Lenesia, I want to check on how long does it take them to get the reports from the post-mortem and how far are these cases of lockdown? Because remember, they are coming knowing that we still have cases that are outstanding before the lockdown. Can we be clarified? Because there's a lot of confusion into getting the report on the 828 and 228. Thank you, Chair. All members, can you please uh, limit your number of questions so that all members can get an opportunity to ask? Um, can I get Honorable Whitfield? Thank you very much. Point of order. There's someone calling a point of order. Could you please yes, identify it's yourself? Speaking, Chairperson, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. It's no sense that you say. Members must limit their questions. You must say how many questions each member can ask. Because, I mean, it was at least five to six questions now. Uh, there's not time to respond to these things. I want to ask you to make an order that we say that a maximum then of two questions per member. Then we know exactly how many questions we can ask. Thank you, Honorable Frenovals. Honorable members, um, I did say limit your questions. Uh, I, I think maybe we can keep it to two questions per member. Can I get the next person, Honorable Whitfield? Thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, my question uh, number one refers to the Michels case, which has been explained in this committee meeting. But uh, I'm afraid that the reporting that we've seen appears to have absolved the police officers from any wrongdoing. And it has been reported that the case has been closed by IPED. So can we get an indication of whether the case has in fact been closed and whether our IPED believes that it is possible to suffer a heart attack due to police abuse or assault at the hands of police officer and whether the police officers were in fact investigated for the allegations of assault. The second question relates to uh, IPED uh, dealing with special closures. Last year, the Portfolio Committee received a report uh, by IPED, a preliminary report, we have not received any further report on the internal investigation by IPED into special closures. Uh, and I think it's urgent that this committee uh, receive an update in that regard. Thank you very much. 
thank you, Honorable Whitfield. Uh, those were a few more than two questions, but I think you focus um, on two. Can I get Honorable uh, Chairperson? Chairperson, may I, may I come in, please? Sure. Uh, um, uh, thank you, Chairperson. I've I've noted the time, and I've also noted the number of hands that we have, and I'd like to um, assist members and the committee to say, firstly, we will have another full session on the APPs and the budget of IPID. So we should not become apprehensive if we do not have an opportunity to ask all our questions or to have all our questions answered. This is the new norm. It's a new way of doing business. And um, it is difficult to chair a meeting when so many people want to ask questions. So I, I appeal to members to be patient. Um, we do have a minister who does attend all our meetings. Uh, the minister requested that we have these meetings on um, Thursdays or Fridays or Tuesdays other than cabinet days. That is why we're meeting today. We've also requested slots for Saturday. Uh, I hope that members will be available in future on a Saturday for us to meet. Our meetings from henceforth will be three-hour meetings. So when we meet again on iPad, we'll have more time to discuss because I noticed that some of the questions are not specifically related to the COVID period. And um, those questions will overlap in the, the, the sessions where we do the APPs and um, the budgets. So I, I'm, I'm requesting that, that members do be patient, that we do will get questions and we will get time and we'll, we'll get answers. Thank you very much. Yeah, th thank you, Co-Chair. Um, Honourable members, with that in mind, uh, can I get Honourable Chair Blanche to raise his questions? Thank you, Chairperson. Can you hear me? Yes, please go ahead. Chairperson, uh, I also want to thank IPED for the presentation. I am a bit disappointed with the presentation because we have merely got, you know, some uh, statistics from them. What is missing in their presentation for me, Chairperson, is they haven't indicated what they are doing. Um, it's merely, you know, a statistical sort of rundown that as far as I'm concerned. So I would like them to be more specific about their role and what they've done. Then, Chairperson, the second uh, thing that worries me, if you take the period 26 March till the 5th of May. Your you call has been placed on hold. Please wait. Chairperson, can you still hear me? I can hear you. Hello? Your call has been placed on hold. Please wait. Chairperson, uh, between the 26th of May and uh, 26th of March and the 5th of May, a total of 50 people, 50 people, died. You know, in well, 18 in in police custody, 32 deaths result of police action. Um, Chairperson, a total of 50 people died. Now, over that very same period, it's interesting to, to you know, to, to compare that with the total people that passed on under COVID-19. It was 148. Chairperson, really, uh, I think that we must urge the minister that something will have to be done. We cannot 
allow that our people are, you know, slaughtered or killed by the police, you know, in this, this numbers. That is my second question. I want to know what the minister intends doing about it. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Honorable Terbranch. I think your second question also delves into the budget and APP that will be presented by the department at a later stage. Honorable Mola. Honorable Mola. Thank you, Chairperson. And thank IP for your presentation. Uh, Minister, when are you going to appoint the executive director of IP? Because there is a lot of acting positions chair on IP. Are these posts vacant or what? 822 cases were reported. Are these cases of lockdown of COVID-19? Are they being investigated or what? Uh, the, my fourth question, community members are reporting oh. cases. Mola, we requested members to, to limit the questions to two. So can I go on to the next member? Member, can I ask member? the last one? Can I ask the last one, Yeah, please do, because your first question would be more relevant when we deal with the budget and the APP. Yeah. Community members are reporting, community members are reporting cases. Are they naming these members or are they putting them? In one umbrella. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Mola. Honorable Sheikh Imam. Thank you very much, and thank you very much for that presentation. The numbers of complaints lodged against SAP's members, particularly, appears to be equally about the same, whether it's pre-lockdown and post-lockdown or during lockdown. Could you tell us exactly uh, 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 the the percentage of these people that are normally found guilty and what is the cost to the state in terms of claims as a result of complaints lodged against police officers? And do you not think that the numbers are excessive in terms of complaints that we are getting? And what is the global norm? And secondly, the issue of gender-based violence. Uh, are you continuing with some continued assessment of SAP's members, wellness programs to be able to identify weaknesses or challenges that they might be facing uh, instead of rather getting complaints after the fact or after some kind of uh, complaint that has been lodged by particularly spouses in South Africa of SAPS members. Thank you, Honorable Sheikh Imam. Honorable Majorzi. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. Um, good afternoon, Honorable Members. Thank you for the presentation received uh, thus far. Though one uh, must uh, uh, say that we are very concerned with the statistics that we see, it's only in Limpopo and Northwest where there are no increase in of police officers, whether with assault or or gender-based violence. And um, the statistics are very concerning, Chairperson. Uh, what I would like to know is that what is the IPD? doing at this present moment? Are they maybe trying to bring back the former investigators that served before to make sure that uh, they get all the help that they will need? Because you can see that they need help with, with the behavior of other police officers who are behaving 
uh, you would swear that maybe they just came out of a cage. The way they do things, they treat people like animals. So with these cases that we see, they are, it's really, really not acceptable, Chairperson. What I wanted to see at the end, in the conclusion, was whether IP, what is it that they are doing to make sure that they reduce this, especially uh, uh, the minister, because uh, uh, most of these people who are committing uh, uh, these uh, 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 cases are police officers. So what 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 is going to happen so that we get a clear picture? What is it that we can expect as as members? Because you can see that the community out there we, it, it will get angry and uh, and and not have a, a proper way of yeah. dealing with things. So that is what I want to know, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Majosi. I think your second question is directed to the Minister. Uh, Honorable Mapato. Thank you, Chairperson. Quick one. Uh, I would like to know what is the, the levels of cooperation between the subs management and the IP during this period of the, the lockdown with respect to processing the complaints against the police. The last question, Chair, is that it is difficult for me to engage with this report because it is not conclusive. All the report, what it says, outstanding, outstanding investigations, investigations. So how do we engage with a report that is not uh, conclusive? Thank you. Uh, thank you, Honorable Mapata. Honorable Hrunavald. Thank you, Chair. My question is only one question. Uh, before our previous meeting, we received a submission from IPIT, and they gave us the statistics, and it said uh, the total intake cases during COVID-19 operations from 26 March to 17 April. And the total was 403. That was before the next, uh, the previous meeting. In this meeting, they come and they say, out of the 828 cases, and the date was actually until from 26 March to the 5th of May, was only 376. So, what and why is there a discrepancy? in the figures, because in a shorter period, 26 March to 17 April, there were in total 403 COVID operations related cases. Now in this presentation, only 376 over an extended period. I'd like to have an explanation for that. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Shembeni. Honorable Shembeni. Okay, Honorable Peacock. Okay. Let me take the opportunity also to... Hello. Honorable can you hear me? Uh, who's speaking? Honorable Shambeni. Uh, okay, Honorable Shambeni, I've been calling you. You haven't been responding. Okay, Honorable Peacock, I'll come back to you. Honorable Shambeni. Yes, uh, Honorable Shambeni, thank you very much. I want just to hear from IP whether are they working with the military police or the military ombuds in information, share, information sharing to investigate all the instances of abuse of power by the members of the SAPS, MPS, 
and the SAADF, because as far as I know, they are investigating uh, SAPS uh, and MPS. Now, secondly, I want to know about the implication of the COVID-19 on the budget and performance targets of the 2020-2021 financial year of the IPT. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Shembeni. I think both, both your questions also relate more to the APP and budget, but uh, yeah, we'll, I'm sure that you, the department will take it from the Honorable um, Peacock. Thank you, Chairperson. Let me take the opportunity also to welcome the presentation. Mine, I'm having three questions, but I'll only focus on two because one is more of an operational question that will go to the APP. The two Thank questions you. that I'm having, the first one is already covered is with regard to the appointment of IPT head and to find out how far are they with that, of which is already covered. Second question, while the presentation was made, it was in some of the cases uh, were not reported to IPT biceps. What I want to know is what mechanism will, is used in order for us to know if cases are reported or not. Because it was mentioned that there's an there's a way they can report through going and internet processes and whatever. Not all of our community members understand that. They know that the only way to open a case is to go to a police station. But now if cases that they are reporting are not considered or even taken or, ta or reported to IPIT, how sure are we that with the report that we get from IPIT regarding the COVID-19 incidents, are these all the reports that we have on hand? That is what I wanted to ask, I think. Thank you, Honorable Peacock. Uh, Honorable Dedovo. No, I'm covered, Honorable Chair, by two of the earlier speakers. I'm okay. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Dedovo. Honorable Faku. Honorable Faku. Honorable Mtetwa, I am um, Honorable Faku is not responding. Can we take Honorable Mtetwa? Thank you, Chair. <clears throat> May I, I got one question. The other question has already been covered. Uh, during this period. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Faku, are you with us? The presentation, but also I would also want to go back to what because we would that the response when it comes to that, it's not the normal response that we will get. There will be an urgent response when it comes to IP uh, cases that has happened in, in during the COVID, during the lockdown. So I would want to emphasize to request that IP to go back again and give us a report that is only focusing on the lockdown and what, will, what processes will be followed and the urgency of them in those cases. Secondly,
application of the COVID-19 on budget and performance targets that we need to know as a committee and record it. Lastly, on the case of Merkels, there's a case of Merkels, Chair, uh, that was that Honorable Lidfield has mentioned. I think also in that report, IFIT must give us a proper feedback because what I have read through what the media is saying about the case, currently it's not giving a good picture about the police. So one would request that, because we understand that maybe the circumstances are not normal for them to deal with issues. But one would request that they come back to the committee and give us a proper report with regards to the matter that has been asked. Thanks, Chair. Thank you. Uh, I think I've left out only Honorable Goyia. I think you're the last last speaker, Honorable Goyia. Could you raise your, your questions, please? Yeah. <clears throat> no, thank you very much, Chair. I, I would like to start with a comment. A comment which says that... Uh, a, the, the, the problem with the paper is that it accepts everything that is put on it and it will never dispute it. Now, we can't ask the paper questions because we are given statistics here and our expectations from the IP is for the IP to give us a report that gives us the list of cases reported the cases that they have they have, that they have investigated out of the cases that they have reported and out of those investigations how many cases are finalized and what are the outcomes of those finalized cases then give us the action taken in terms of the outcomes of those cases and the measure to reduce any eventualities it goes back to the issue that was raised by the by the by the by the by the minister because anyone who reads this report will take that the reported cases that the IPD is telling us all of them are finalized and all those people that are alleged to have died in police custody have died in police custody which might be a distortion of the of the reality so it's the comment that i want to make that when the IP brings the report to us, this is the information that we want. Because it must assist us to see where the wrongdoings are. Because if the case is not investigated, we can't take it as final. Secondly, Chair, there's a report here, for instance, in terms of the people who are alleged to have died in police custody. They are reporting, on the, on the one slide, they are reporting 21 cases. But in terms of the narrative that we are getting, the narrative that they are getting, they are giving us, is only 10 cases. What about the other 11 cases? Because they are saying there, in their tabular form, which then goes to the issue that I was raising, that this is what we need to, to take. For example, it would be unfair to make a comparison with last year only, without looking at the other years before last year. Because you must check if from 2000, for example, from it's 2020 now, uh, from 2018 to 2019, was there a decline or an increase in terms of these cases? We see now from 2019 to 2020, there's been an increase. 
And of course, there is this thing of COVID-19 that is also involved. So that's all the information that the IPID must help us so that whenever we make deliberations, we make informed deliberations. With this kind of a report, we can't necessarily make uh, informed deliberations. So that's the appeal that I want to make, Chair. When they come back to the committee, this is the information and they must give us in that breakdown so that we can be able to interact with, the, with this and also hold the police accountable because we can't take everything to them now. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, thank you, Honorable Goya. I think uh, Honorable Minister and the Acting um, Executive Director, uh, I think uh, I, I share the sentiments that the report is a bit uh, confusing as well, uh, because, um, yeah, the, I think the comparison does create uh, other uh, problems with, with the report. And being specific in terms of the COVID-related matters, if the report had uh, focus a lot more on that, we would have actually got the necessary details that we, we had required for this meeting. Uh, but be that as it may, um, um, Honorable Minister, let me hand over to yourself and to the, the Acting Executive Director. Uh, and I'm going to request, uh, Honorable Minister, if you can, as much as possible, uh, deal with the COVID-related matters. Uh, I understand there's been a lot of questions that have been asked, which we can also uh, address in the in the um, uh, in, in the budget and APP process. Um, I think, as a, my co-chair has even said, that there will be also uh, follow-up meetings in terms in terms of this this report. Let me hand over to you, then, honourable minister and the executive director, the acting executive director. Thank you, honourable minister. Thanks very much, Chairperson. Chairperson, I would like to take it at the end uh, that it would be really difficult on two matters to come and deal with the matters that are not concluded. And uh, you say uh, these are the action of the police. For instance, if you go to slide, if you go to slide six, uh, death in the police, uh, death in police custody. But you go to slide seven, uh, death in police custody gives you 18, that death in police custody. If you go to the next slide, death in police custody gives you zero. So it will help, it will really help to know if they, these cases been investigated to zero and all that. I agree with the last speaker before you chair that, that it is going to be really difficult where dealing with the cases that are in the process, what determination do we do on that one? That, 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 that's, that's the first point, uh, in, including those that are about to be finalized, like the Cape John one and all that. So I, 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 I would marry with the last to say the cases so that we go to hit on the police to say there were nine uh, for instance, there are 32 on page 6, and then there are 10. On What happened to the other 11? It doesn't give us a good picture to know what do we do with the South African police at the end of the day, these members. That, that would be, the, that would be the, the, the point. Second one, I, I agree with you. Uh, the looks like the request from yourself, your other yourself, was that we deal with COVID-19. So, 
maybe it's a it's it's a mixer now that is causing confusion as it was raised by by a, a member uh, honorable Hunewald of the the four four hundred three hundred eight hundred if if maybe we, the the ipad could have stuck to the COVID and then deal with those matters so it would be really difficult the direct question to me is when are we employing the 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 ed uh, chairperson can i say the processes were almost there and were delayed by the present uh, situation so we want to want to find out with the legal people and all that can can uh, things like uh, processes can be done through this process and then um, interviews and all that. If that is case, we're fine with the names. We need to go to interviews, but uh, it's, it's a new norm that all of us will have to learn. We don't want to go there and we're challenged that uh, we, we, we we interviewed people on TV and all that kind of stuff. So. We, we have requested with the speaker an extra time to work under the present conditions. But I fully agree, this has been delayed. It needs to be corrected so that the whole organization can be corrected because this acting, acting, I can agree. We can't have a Hollywood organization that everybody's acting, but we need to fix it at the home and that is at my door and we're working on that, thanks. Thank you, Honorable Minister. I think we, we have limited time, so I'm going to request the Acting Executive Director to I'd give you about three to four minutes just to speak to, to issues. But, but it's also, uh, we would also expect a written responses in terms of various questions that have also been raised. Uh, Acting Executive Director. Thanks, Chairperson. Uh, Chair, I, I agree. Uh, will provide uh, a written response in some of the questions, including share the details. We, we do have the details of each and every case that we have received. But for the sake of presentations, our focus was more on the COVID-19 death. Hence, the details that were provided uh, under death cases are only for 10 cases that were reported under COVID-19. But with regard to all the cases, uh, particularly death, 50 cases, those are the total intake that IPT received, and we do have the details of each case and how far the investigation has gone, and we are able to provide it to the honorable members in writing. Chair, with regard to uh, the question raised by Honorable Mufuking, uh, Chair, we, we do have all the provincial heads. Some are online, some are here. They will be able to assist. With regard to uh, a question raised by Honorable Mufuking, in terms of the how many uh, investigators we have, Chair, we, do, we have 156 investigators currently in various uh, provinces, and they are assisting us in investigating all these uh, cases. The second question was uh, the suspension, Chair. Um, the question was raised, um, how many investigators have been suspended? Chair, we only have one uh, head of investigator investigations who has been suspended due to the recommendations that were made by Office of the Auditor General in their 1819 uh, audit. That is the only person who has been suspended, but all investigators are currently available and are doing the investigation work. Chair, with regard to the impact of COVID-19 to uh, our budget as well as our APP, I will request that we provide the details next week on the 18th when we appear before the honorable members. Um, 
Chair, the other question, cases that we have received. Chair, all these cases that we have received, uh, being COVID-19 or the normal intake, are currently receiving attention. We are investigating all of them because we thought that it's going to be a problem, as Minister has indicated, to put aside some of the cases that they have received. As you are aware, out of the 50 death cases that we have received, only 10 are COVID-19 related, and the rest of the cases are cases that are not COVID-related. So we cannot put them aside and say we are not going to investigate, we'll only focus on the COVID. So we are investigating all the cases, Chair. 828 cases that we have received, as I'm speaking to the honourable members, they are under investigation. They are at various levels of our investigations. Chair, I think uh, Honourable uh, Mufukeng also raised an, a question with specific to, uh, I think, Lenicia and the uh, Fos Loras case. Uh, I will request the provincial head for Houting to give us the specific details with regard to uh, those matters. And there was also a question, Chair, um, on the postmortem the turnaround time related to postmortem. Chairperson, I think that is one of our problems uh, that affect our investigation. Uh, in most cases, under normal circumstances, uh, the postmortems are conducted on the same of the uh, incidents or the following day. But it takes time, Chair, to receive uh, the reports back uh, from the pathologist. So. As I've indicated, majority of uh, the uh, cases that were presented, particularly those 10 deaths that were uh, presented, all of them, the postmortem have been conducted, but only few of them where we have received the uh, postmortem report from the pathologist. So it's one of the challenges that we have reported in our uh, reports that we need to look into how do we get assistance in order to fast track the postmortem uh, result. With regard to the um, military ombudsman working relationship, uh, for this period, uh, we have not been uh, working together because there was no specific case that uh, required us to engage the military uh, um, ombudsman. We have been doing our job independently. So uh, the only time that uh, we had now to uh, do the work together, I think, is uh, the matter related to COSA which is currently before court. Um, on the 5th, the lawyers advised uh, the IP to go and reconstruct the scene. And I've been informed that the ombudsman, military ombudsman also, they've been advised to do the same. So that is the only issue that can assist us. But I think it's an issue that we need to look at uh, in, in, in future. Uh, particularly when coming to the operation, a joint operation that are done by South African Defence Force as well as the Metropolis and SAPS. If they are able to do a joint uh, operation, Chair, we need to look at our legislation and see if we IP and military ombudsmen cannot do their joint operation during that particular time so that the way can be easier to avoid the duplication of investigations. Uh, thank you, uh, Acting Executive Director. I'm going to stop you there. Uh, I think it's important that for the purposes of this session that we get provided with a report on COVID-19 related incidents. I, I think as we engage on the IPED budget and APP, there's a whole range of other issues that we would expect um, the department to, to respond on. Uh, but given the fact that we will expect, in terms of all the questions that have been raised in relation to the COVID-19 related incidents, uh, we expect 
written responses to all of those questions. I think your your provincial heads are also present. I think they they've also heard what questions were were asked, and they should also provide appropriate responses. I'm going to take this opportunity now to hand over to the my co-chair, uh, Honourable Tina Jumat, to perhaps uh, give a close, closing remarks to the session. Honourable Tina Jumat. Uh, thank you very much, Honourable Co-Chair. Honourable Minister, uh, thank you very much for your team. As you have said, it's business unusual. This is a new norm. And um, if we do have a new norm, our presentations have to be managed differently. And uh, we cannot uh, present similar presentations that we did in um, in the past or when there was no COVID-19. So thank you very much, Honorable Minister. You gave us an update presentation. The one you sent us was the 29th, and today again, earlier you sent us, I think yesterday, we received this presentation. So it shows that your, your team is working tirelessly to give us the most relevant and most updated information, and, and we respect that and we appreciate that. Um, Honorable Minister and your team, Every allegation must be thoroughly investigated, and you have assured us that this has been done. You've also assured us that cases will not be closed prematurely. Where the cases are still ongoing, we do not expect you to give us the detail because that will interfere with the process of processes of your investigations. Um, Honourable Minister, we will see it again on the 13th, so if um, members are unhappy with all the written responses, um, the IPAD unit will be um, having enough time and sufficient time on the 13th to take us through their budget and their APBs. Honorable Minister, we also expect that that um, presentation for the 13th will be concise, will be precise, and that it will also attempt to answer the questions which have been raised by the minister. But thank you very much for a very good session. Thank you very much for the participation of the members, for their solid contributions and for the comments they have made. Co-chair, thank you very much for the manner in which you've chaired this meeting. Thank you, Minister. Just a small clarification. The next report would expect, is it still covered? Uh, separated from normal reporting, or you expect them by then to bring all the results from both COVID, uh, COVID-19 COVID and the, 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 the normal reporting, so that uh, we don't mix things that you're not supposed to mix. Thanks. Yeah. Just no, thank, you. Yeah, th thank you, Minister. I was actually just getting to that, uh, and I think I indicated to the Executive Director this session was to deal with the COVID-19 related uh, incidents. Uh, so we would still want a cleaned up presentation on COVID-19, but also written responses in terms of in terms of cases uh, that with regard to, to COVID-19. Uh, Minister, I think that that's a clarity. But uh, Honourable Minister, we are going to engage on the budgets and APPs of um, of, of IPED, uh, as uh, Honourable Jamal Peterson had said that it's on the 13th. I think that's where we would go into more details on other matters. I hope that's clear. Thanks very much. Very clear. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Uh, thank, thanks, Honourable Members, Honourable Minister. Uh, the officials, the executive director of IPA, thank you very much for your 
presence and your participation in this meeting. And I want to now declare this session closed. Uh, the next session is at uh, 1400 hours, uh, Honorable Jumat. It's at 1400 hours. It's the same link that you'll use to connect. Thank you very much. Uh -uh.